Thanks for finding Organic Matters. To begin the show this week, we're going to do something a little different just because the weather's changing. I get more excited about having indoor plants in the winter than in the summer. So I'm going to name to you five or six, maybe seven plants that are really easy to grow inside. Uh, They help you clean the oxygen in your home, and they're beautiful. They add to the, I want to use the fancy word, ambiance of your whole living area and, and just make you feel better. And let me add here at the beginning, too, I'm going to mention a few that most people don't think about. Uh, For a room in your house, a lot of people find difficult to actually grow anything in, and that's the bathroom. So these that will work best in your bathroom, I will certainly let you know. It's because of a humidity change and everything. It's not a big deal, but they really do lighten up that particular room in your house. Let's start with a very, very easy plant to find, very inexpensive. The name I grew up knowing was a snake plant. I'm never sure why that name came along. I don't know know the the connection, but my mama called it a mother-in-law's tongue. It's a very sturdy, low uh, light necessary plant, nice green, usually with yellow edges on the leaves. It can get a few feet tall if you let it, and it's uh, one of the better air cleaners you can put in your house. Snake plants are really easy to find. Big box stores, Walmart, any decent nursery will have them very, well, compared to other plants, very, very inexpensive. Snake plants are ideal for both beginner gardeners and for especially if you want to grow a plant in what I call inhospitable environments. They're typically extremely hardy and resilient. They're originally from West Africa, Where there, they live in relatively humid conditions. This is why it's one of the plants I recommend for your bathroom. And are known as excellent filter toxins to take toxins out of the air. And if you don't recognize the plant, you will, because one of the advantages of it is it grows directly upwards. So it doesn't take much floor or airspace. It's a good choice for smaller rooms of any size. But a snake plant isn't just a good choice because of how hardy it is. With eye-catching long leaves, it's kind of a dapple green pattern, and the plant almost always has an architectural kind of design of its own. It can reach, I say two feet, it can reach several feet tall if you let it. The edges of the leaves are lined in what I call almost a neon green, which lends some brightness to any room. While it goes faster in bright light, it can handle extremely low light, if that's all you've got. A little fun fact, besides being known as mother-in-law's tongue and snake plant, it's known as viper's bowstring and the St. George's sword, which I never heard of. Next, if you're looking for a true indoor iconic plant, nothing comes to mind any sooner than me than the Boston fern. Ferns are known to abound uh, in rainforest in the wild, and Boston ferns are no different. They can grow in low moisture, and if you're growing them like not in your bathroom, you might just have a a bottle you spray once in a while. You just spray the leaves and moisten it. There's other ways. If you really want to make it successful, you can set it. I usually hang that particular plant, but you can set it in a, in a, a flat plate with some rocks and some water in the plate, and that humidity will certainly uh, speed up its growth and increase its kind of vitality. To kind of describe them, their fronds are covered in the small green leaves that are almost feathery in appearance. 
and they can grow quite large and expansive. I've had them three feet across. So make sure to give them enough space or you can split them as they grow too big. While not a trailing plant, the size and length of the leaves can make this plant quite a dramatic looking addition to any room you put it in. While they do okay in low light, Boston ferns do require a minimal amount of a, a little bit of at least indirect sunlight. Otherwise, they can't grow in a room with no windows unless you have a skylight, and that'll work. Just as long as there is at least a little bit of real natural light. They also are accustomed to receiving a heck of a lot of water, so be sure and check the soil regularly to ensure it hasn't dried out. The moisture from the bathroom even if you have it in there, it won't quite be enough to hydrate the plant, so you're still going to have to water it. I know, I mean, I do a bi-weekly run of the house to water the plants. It's just one of the things I, you should get a cup of coffee in my hand and go water the house plants. And maybe I should have added this plant up to number one, but it's the Pothos Ivy. Just go look for it, you'll see. It's the very typical ivy you see in a lot of people's homes and even in a lot of people's gardens. They're, they're trailing, and that means they can really grow long. Their leggy branches are large, and they have some of them have very large, large leaves. I never have been able to figure out exactly if it's a subspecies or what, but I've had them with leaves six inches long. Most of them are more in the two to three inch range. When healthy, these plants trail can go up across your shower rails, across your windows. I had a friend with a set of uh, sliding, I call them French doors, and they were lined with these beautiful pothos. He just had to keep them trimmed back, and it looked like an entrance into a garden. If you want to train them, you just simply wrap them manually around a support or use hooks or anchors to help guide the vines as they grow across the wall or wherever you want them. Some variations have heart-shaped leaves, while others are golden in color or dappled white and green, making them really pretty to look at, especially if you mix a few of these together that have all that combination in, in one growing area. And why I thought I should mention it as number one, they're really one of the easiest plants I know to care for. They absorb water easily, which means they can take full advantage of available moisture in a, if there's moisture in the room. Again, back to a, ra a real cool bathroom plant. But with very minimal attention, they should happily survive. Do be mindful, I do prefer a little bit of direct light in order to flourish. That doesn't mean hard sunlight, but direct, at least indirect light, but, but light. Well, they, I have a, a friend that has one, though, that's in the closet, not in the closet, but in her hallway that gets almost no light, and the, the plant has not grown there very quick, but has survived there for years. Of course, if you keep them in that low light, you're not going to see as much growth as you would if they get, a, get into a higher light situation. Next on my list, although I'm not sure my list is in any special order, is just the peace lily. Peace lilies are actually originally rainforest plants. They've grown in understory, so they don't quite require so much light, like many other plants on the list. But what's interesting about the particular plant, the peace lily, is it's one of the rare, really low light, or what I would call indoor plants, that puts out beautiful, bright white flowers. There's not a lot of plants that flower in low light. The leaves are large, and there's a lot of them if you grow it well. The, the, the flowers are kind of sculptural, a little like a prayer or a little opening. 
and, and that's it's just a beautiful plant. It's, it's easy to care for. It does require, if you want it to bloom, it requires a little bit more direct or indirect light than some plants. It does grow happier, easier, with some humidity back to stones on the, in a container or spraying it preferably every day if you could. But it'll survive without any of that. Unfortunately, if you don't have enough light or you don't have enough moisture, even though it'll still stay alive, it's a hardy plant, it's probably less likely to bloom. But with right conditions, it is one of the prettiest indoor plants uh, you can grow in your home. Now let me at least bring up a plant here. It's hard to show you <laughs> because I'm on a radio show. But Talensia, is, it looks like it should almost be a desert plant, but it's really not. It really comes from the forest. And it's interesting because it doesn't need any soil at all. But instead, it gets its water from the air around it. So that means the plant doesn't even really need a special container or a planter. It can just be hung creatively on a window or placed directly in a sunny spot on the windowsill. You can even use a terrarium to build out kind of a dedicated landscape for this they're called air plants. And there's some other air plants that are very similar to this, a little bit more sophisticated. The long leaves are reminiscent of uh, seaweed to me, except it's dry, which provides a nice contrast to a lot of the more classic greenery that a lot of us put in our homes. Natural humidity levels in uh, your house uh, should probably keep Tillandsia happy. But, again, supplemented by misting or even occasionally, what I used to do is just douse mine sit it in the sink or shower every few weeks for a few hours and that really dressed it up. It really made it feel better. As I mentioned, they don't really need a lot of light, but a little indirect light would really, really make them uh, uh, be more prolific and grow faster. If you don't have any windows at all and you still want them in the room every week or two, set them in a window some for a week or so and that'll carry them over. And if you're looking for the driest ones, ones that'll live in the least amount of humidity, just go to see where you see Talansia, any good nursery, and the more silver, the, 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 they're almost totally gray, some of them, the foliage is, the better it can survive in super dry conditions. And finally on my recommendation list, but I'm not sure why, is the ever-present everywhere, commonly called the spider plant. It's a it's, uh, it's got long fronds. They have, uh, have a much greater appeal than their namesake. They don't look like a spider. They're unfussy. They can survive in both direct and indirect light, as well as a varying degrees of humidity. When they're happy plants, they grow very quickly and self-propagate. You'll see it. It's cute. They, they put little more plants out in their leaves, and those little plants even have white flowers on them, and they can all be taken off and planted. You can make multiple plants from one. Sort of a description, spider plants have a thin, light green leaves with white stripes through the center, making them you know, pretty, but kind of a minimalistic thing. They're, they don't strike you hard. The plant can reach a foot or so in diameter in ideal conditions. Usually they're 10 inches at the most. They don't grow in, in indoor situations quite as well as, as some other plants. They're not really so fond of moisture. In other words, this is one that if you have it in the bathroom, don't have it where the shower spray hits. The humidity is all it needs. Likewise, it'll grow and survive with basically you not helping it at all except watering it. But if you want to kind of coax it along, another reason to have a little hand sprayer. 
that you just keep water in. And I prefer, incidentally, using at least filtered drinking water or distilled water. Most people don't agree with that, but I've noticed in the hard water country that I live in, if you spray them often, the leaves will sometimes get encrusted in white. I guess it's calcite. So I prefer the just, you know, dollar a gallon drinking water seems to work better for me. So anyway, that's, that's a rundown on some, I'm going to call them small indoor house plants. And another show, yeah, I won't do it today. I've got too much going on. Uh, there's some bigger plants you can grow, of course. There's a number of ficus plants. There's a number of plants called dracaena, if you want to look these words up. The so-called rubber plant. There's a, a few dozen that if you've got the space, indoor plants that can really become small trees in your home. You may even have to trim them back. I even have a friend that has a good bright area where he has a, a French window, French doors, and he successfully grows his Myers lemons inside in that window all winter. They still put on their fruits, and when the spring comes and it's really safe, they, he sets them out. But the uh, the Myers lemon plant is not unattractive, and it's kind of fun to go in and see this guy with well, at least not always dozens, but a bunch of of what then look like limes. They're not orange yet, uh, growing right in his kitchen. Interesting. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.